0: Welcome to the Housing Matters podcast, brought to you by the California Association of Realtors and the Center for California Real Estate. Hi, everyone! Thank you for joining us for another podcast. This is Oscar Way, senior economist of California Association of Realtors, and Jordan Levine, also with CAR. Great to uh, join you, uh, hear you guys again, talk to you guys again. Now, um, it's uh, it's pretty interesting the last couple weeks. Um, That's an understatement. Yeah, it is very understatement. Now, last time we talked about you know housing market, but uh, I am actually a little surprised that uh, we're starting off our conversation today with uh, something other than housing market. That's right. yeah, it
1: seems like every January or at least first quarter of the last couple of years, there's been some major event that's happened um, that took us off the housing market and focus on bigger issues.
0: right. and And I have to say, I wouldn't expect myself to actually start this off and actually have to write to talk about this, but the stock market, is something that I think uh, we need to pay a little bit of attention to.
1: Yeah, definitely. We should give the full disclaimer, obviously, that we're economists, uh, <laughs> right, not right. financial advisors. So you want to take this for what it's worth. But uh, definitely does impact the economy at large and, obviously, therefore, the housing market and, and things have been just – absolutely volatile and and they've even dubbed it on the the regular nightly news uh, a quote-unquote correction
0: so it it warrants some some discussion i think absolutely i mean there's no other way to put it but uh we did have uh the dow jones index drop more than a thousand points a couple times within a four time four day period
1: yeah definitely it was almost 10% all in and uh, I think it's rallied a little bit as of the time of this writing it was back from from where it was to like 8% or something like that but still a a very steep dive in such a short amount of time that a lot of folks are are really concerned out there especially because it's been pretty much on a historic run right? the last couple of years the stock market and the housing market have really been largely the only game in town and so to see such a big correction in such a short amount of time again is is pretty shocking
0: absolutely and of course let's put things into a little context Uh, i said a thousand points Uh, how is that compared to the last recession last um in 2008 2009 Mm -hmm. we also had a significant dip in a one day dip but that was close to about 800 points wow but this time around we have two times of over a thousand points
1: so it's the real deal, yeah. something to pay attention to. It is, sure.
0: it is. And But, I mean, you said it earlier that, you know, wh- last year in 2017, we had a pretty good run. Yeah. Um, in fact, you know, in 2017, it went up, uh, I think, uh, by, depending on which index you look at, uh, 20%. For the S&P and yeah. uh, 28 29 percent for Nasdaq and of course for Dow Jones is about 25 percent so it, it may seem like wow we dropped about 10 percent or so maybe just 8 percent with some um, increase in the last couple of days yeah. it may not seem like a lot but look at look at it this way you know at the beginning of the of the month of the year first uh, first month of the year I think it went up pretty significantly also yeah by about, kept going up actually by about seven percent ish uh, but within the last couple of days, last couple of weeks, it dropped that much.
1: Yeah, no, it's been even, you know, continuing last year's run, then, then we got the tax reform, we got that corporate tax that's rate right, down. Right. We had individual tax rates in many cases lowered, although, you know, there's the question of deductibility, obviously, but, you know, in general... Tax cuts that equated to about a trillion dollars were the stimulus. So folks were very excited, feeling very optimistic about That's the true. direction of the economy. And and the stock market actually gained some momentum even as, as tax reform came to fruition. And so uh, from that perspective, it, it seems like a, a larger correction. But I think zooming out, it's still... And you know, at fairly high levels for the Dow Jones and the twenty thousand range, you know, and uh, even the bitcoins, I think, are like eight <laughs> right, right. eight thousand or something still. So, and uh, and when you look at actually, if this is a leveling off, where it was back in two thousand eight nine, I think you know the value of the stock market was basically cut in half, and we're nowhere near there yet.
0: So, and and you know, of course, hindsight is always twenty twenty. We as economists, we look at the stock market. We were wondering, wow, it's growing a little too fast. But as I said, you know, when we look back, there's are signals, thick um, signals like you mentioned, really about you know, tax cut. You know, that's gonna uh, push money into the economic system. That's gonna uh, increase inflation. Yeah. Um, and uh, these are some of the signals that people are somewhat concerned about. Look at the. Um, the bond use the bond market people were actually hiking up interest rates
1: yeah definitely Mm -hmm. and if you if you trace this back it really got kicked off by the jobs report right we got this that's right new jobs report for the month of january and it showed some of the the best not only job growth, but actually wage inflation that we've seen in a long time. And I think that's really what spooked the market is that we're finally coming to grips with the fact that we're stimulating the economy, but we're near full employment. And that might not necessarily translate into more economic growth. And that four to four and a half percent GDP growth number that we were hoping for um, but rather into more inflation, and I think that really worries folks about what the Fed's going to do. Again, you right. mentioned the the bond market and bond yields have gone up, both, I think, because of those deficit spending numbers and also just, the, like I said, the jobs numbers showed some real wage increases. And so, again, we've you know, come into grips with the reality of stimulating an economy that was already at 4.1% unemployment and I think that that's where the rubbers really meet in the road and what's really scared the equity markets and caused this kind of um, you know rally in the bond markets
0: yeah and I think you know if you look at it it's only January and the tax reform just got passed so right. you know when people look at it you you know we're already having a uh, wage growth uh, seems like we're having some increase in wages um, and a couple of things to take into consideration uh, the tax reform if it actually going to kick in we're going to uh, see some uh impact for the tax reform yep. it's going to happen at the uh towards maybe uh i don't know second quarter or so it may actually come in the late first quarter so if that actually started kicking in the economy started growing yeah inflation is going to go even higher but yep. on top of that remember uh at the end of last year we had of course a couple of disasters yeah the uh Harvey, um, the, uh, the wildfires in California, those, of course, kind of slowed down the economy at the end of last year. But the recovery is going to take place. Recovery usually takes place, um, and uh, if that happens, that's going to boost the economy as well. Right. And so, uh, everything adds up to the fact that we're very, very likely to see an uh, increase in inflation. Now we expect uh, the Federal Reserve. Uh, they they already made it very clear that okay, well, very very likely that we're going to increase interest rate by three times um, in twenty eighteen. Right. Do you think they're still going to increase by three times or more? Yeah, I think we
1: can say at least three times now. But again, it depends on what happens with this economy if the decline in the stock market is sustained for a long period of time. Right. That's obviously going to impact economic growth and then I think the the need to go out there and stave off inflation will be lessened by the fact that the economy won't be doing as well. That said, I don't think we're in you know imminent doom on the stock market side. I think it was a little bit overvalued, but uh, company profits are still very high. That's true. Interest rates are still very low and so i think inflation is a concern but i think it's really more of a reality check for the financial markets than it is some kind of fundamental shift in the underlying profitability of these companies which after all is what the stock market is is fundamentally based on and i think people have maybe gotten a little bit too exuberant on the front end as as tax reform was being discussed and things like that in early 2017 that really got the stock market to get ahead of itself and this is a a correction from maybe a bit of that over exuberance and not necessarily the the beginning of some kind of sustained having of the value of the stock market that we saw back in 2009
0: and I agree with you. Yeah, uh, one thing that I do want to point out, the, though, is, of course, we only have uh, only about a week or 10 days of volatility. Um, but it seems like that's not the end yet. We're still seeing some volatility. Um, we may not necessarily see another, you know, 10, 15 percent drop. But, you know, uh, don't take me wrong. It's probably going to continue for quite a little bit of time. And the reason why I say that is, um, I think in one of the days, uh, maybe three or four days uh, ago, we started seeing the stock market drop, it opened with 560 points, but it ended up with a, uh, an increase of 560 points. Right. That suggests to me that people are not actually sure about what direction they should go. Absolutely.
1: Now, I think the uncertainty is absolutely crazy. And actually, if you think about the, you know, the, the issues that we're facing right now again these are things that we could have seen coming right so so i don't look at the stock market (laughs) as the best judge necessarily of of things like underlying economic fundamentals right again i was wondering this back in june of 2017 saying what happens when you pump 1.5 trillion dollars worth of tax cuts into in california we're at an unemployment rate that's the lowest we've been in in 41 years. So for me, I, I saw that as something that was definitely potentially inflationary. I think folks weren't putting two and two together on that until this jobs number came out. And then they started to pull back in an equally dramatic fashion. True. And so don't get me wrong, I've been worried about the <laughs> stock market for a long time. One of the charts that I've been tracking for about a year and a half two years now is just how close the market cap of the wilshire 5000 is which is basically the value of all publicly traded companies in america tracks the corporate profit and those two have been diverging companies are definitely more valuable than what their underlying profitability would suggest and so that you know i i wouldn't say that that it doesn't still have more room to go um you know i just say that uh Buckle your safety belts Because it's going to be yeah, A right. fairly wild
0: ride That's I'm, And I'm glad That you brought that up You know Because uh, the crystal ball Of course You saw that you know A little bit earlier Last year I'm not going to put you In the spot But you know We can talk Uh, off the line of what you think about the stock market later on and give me some advice.
1: Well, I think as economists, (laughs) we're probably disqualified from giving stock market advice. I'm really looking at this from a market fundamentals standpoint. And, uh, and you know, again, this is going to be a really wild time. We're about two weeks in, give or take. And, uh, and I think we've got at least a couple more weeks of, of just being
0: all over the map. Absolutely. Now, um, we touched upon a little bit, um, Of course, we're not just going to talk about stock market, but we want to talk about how stock market and how the financial market affects the uh, housing market as well. So we kind of touched upon a little bit about uh, bond yields and how it might actually uh, cause the stock market to fluctuate a little bit. Let's elaborate a little bit on uh, on, on bond yields. Um, At the beginning of the year, uh, or at the end of last year, interest rate was at 4%. Uh, Right now, it's different
1: definitely yeah no and uh, that's where the rubber meets the road on all this stuff and where all of these crazy financial market fluctuations really matter for the real side of the economy and and that's for rates right a 40 basis point absolutely yeah. increase over the course of just you know 30 days give or take it's been a real gut punch for affordability which is already in the tank pretty much in california um, you know, every 40 or 50 basis point increase adds a couple hundred dollars a month onto that monthly mortgage payment and just makes it harder and harder for folks who are already trying to cope with California's relatively high cost of living.
0: Yeah, and, and that, that 40 basis point really um, make me question about whether we need to make adjustment to our um, uh, forecast for interest rate. Now we previously predicted that at the end of the year, you know, it will be uh, three uh increase in fed funds rate maybe about 75 basis point or so so we're looking at right around Mm 4.7 maybe 4.8 so the average for the year is about 4.3 4.4 but i am more likely to believe that i think we'll probably reach about five percent at the end of uh, this year um now, of course, I don't think the interest rates, with the, the pace that it's going right now, I don't think it's going to sustain at that same pace. Meaning, I don't think in next month we're going to see a 4.8. Right. Uh, but I, I could be wrong. But uh, I think uh, it's safe to say that you know by mid of the year, we probably will see 4.5 or so. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I think 5% by the end of the year seems more reasonable
1: to me from where I sit right now, I think. If it does go up by 40 basis points every month then we'll definitely <laughs> be revisiting the forecast it's uh you know like i said it has a big impact on housing affordability it has a big impact on the allocation of funds into different areas right one of the big things that's been driving the economy overall is consumer spending and a lot of that's been done on the backs of borrowing right Cons- sure. uh consumer loans credit cards and those come with interest rates, and so as the cost of borrowing increases, that could take away one of the most fundamental components of economic growth that we have to rely on right now. And so again, it has wide-reaching consequences when when these kind of things are happening out there.
0: Yeah, and and you touch upon on you know how much impact increase in interest rates on the mortgage interest uh, mortgage payment as well as. Um, Income required, you know, as far as income required is concerned, um, if interest rate actually increased by um, 100 basis point, let's say 100 basis right, point, goes from four to
1: five, which is basically where we're at from right. the beginning of the year to the end of the year, and in, in terms of our forecasts, yeah,
0: and that is not a small amount it actually the minimum income required would actually go up by ten thousand wow um i do not think i will have an increase of ten thousand dollars by the end of the year i don't think i'll, I'll uh, my salary will increase that much and i don't think a lot of people do
1: yeah right no i mean it's uh it's sad and it's unfortunately going to reflect in in terms of the home ownership numbers right we just saw an increase in home ownership during the fourth right. quarter of 2017 right. and and one of the first things I tweeted out after that was don't get too excited because I don't think that's the reversal of this decline in home ownership in California. And I think when you when you think about the rise in, in interest rates on top of the fact that home prices themselves continue to go up, it's it's really the double whammy in terms of folks being able to afford a home and, and you worry about that in terms of, of impact on the realtor business.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, then of course, um, you know when we when we took let's take a look at interest rates. I think uh, it's hard not to uh, to talk about housing affordability, and it's the perfect time to do that. Absolutely, we had we released our housing affordability index, the fourth quarter numbers, just this morning. That's right. And um, you know on the surface, it looks like wow, it, it looks like uh, uh, housing affordability for the state as all whole actually increases slightly. A little okay. bit, one percentage point,
1: right? We went up from twenty-eight percent housing affordability to twenty-nine percent housing affordability. Yes,
0: and of course, this doesn't. Take, this is fourth quarter number. It doesn't take into account, you know, the current uh, uh, run-up in interest rates. But uh, the increase of 1% is really because of uh, some sort of a seasonal adjustment of price. At the end of the year, usually we have a lower price point compared to the third quarter.
1: That's right.
0: Um, so the increase is not something that you know, I would say uh, encouraging yeah. because if you actually compare that to the year before, it's a drop.
1: That's right. Yeah, I think we were up in the in the 32% range last year, even higher, right, actually. Something like that, yeah. And, uh, and, yeah, so for me, this increase, quote-unquote increase, I will leave the air quotes on there, is more of a statistical anomaly. As you said, the winter isn't the strong buying season. Home prices tend to dip. That's a typical seasonal absolutely expected dip incomes obviously continue to grow as jobs grow and things like that and so really that year-to-year trend is still in the decline and again it's without the increase in interest rates which is going to be really a a double whammy like i said for housing affordability when we get to the first quarter right when we bake in The price growth, which it looks like prices continue to grow at a pretty strong rate in January. I know we haven't put those numbers out yet, but at you know, preliminary indications are the prices are still going up in California. Um, And on top of that, we've had this 40 basis point increase in in rates. I'm almost scared to crunch the numbers for the first quarter housing affordability, right? Because I I still talk about how at 29% housing affordability, we're also saying that 71% of households can't afford the median priced home right. and I think that's going to look much much worse by the time the first quarter is, uh, is in the books
0: yeah, and of course, we are only looking at it at a state level. You said it right, You know, 71% cannot afford. But if, if you also look at some of the areas where we have uh, major metropolitan area like San Francisco, Orange County, that have lower housing affordability numbers, even lower than that. Um, so it will be very interesting to look at the first quarter number with uh, the the uh, interest rate factored in um, and with the increase in home prices factored in. Now, one thing that we probably will look at Um, we haven't had a chance to, of course, is also take a look at the tax reform impact as well. Right. Because, you know, obviously, you know, based on our methodology, based on our assumption on housing affordability, we always assume a certain number of percentage of um, um, property tax uh, of the value will be counted as property tax, and we have we might have to factor that in in the upcoming year because there's a little change of tax reform. Um, But housing affordability in 2018 doesn't really look like it's gonna be uh, an upward trend. In fact, I think um, I wouldn't be surprised if it dropped uh, a little bit more than we thought. Yeah, no, and uh, and I think that you
1: said it exactly right. The outlook is is fairly grim. And when you, in fact, I was just on Twitter before we recording this and I saw the Texas Association of Realtors just noted <laughs> their in-migration numbers, right? And they said 500,000 people have actually moved into Texas And that's the third year in a row that they've had more than half a million people (laughs) move into the state. And so our housing crisis is something that's a real feather in the cap for places like Texas and Nevada and folks can't afford to live here. And places like Texas laugh all the way to the bank at our expense. And so um, hopefully we see those listings come back online. Hopefully we see that construction start to come back around. But uh, until then prices continue to go up because we have too much demand and not enough housing supply. We still have a lot of good jobs here and a lot of high income earners and and the housing is going to the highest bidder at this point.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's good for homeowners. For, for many homeowners, it's good because their home prices are going up. But at the same time, we need to be concerned about you know sales as well. I know we really haven't talked about sales that much. Yeah, you know, Housing affordability, yes, uh, it is going to go down, but it also could affect sales. Uh, Everything that we've talked about would have an impact on sales as well. Interest rates, house, the stock market would have an impact on sales. That's right. Um, we, Because of tax reform, we had to lower our uh, uh, projection a little bit. Uh, currently, we're projecting a 0.3% increase in sales, but with the ramp-up in interest rates, that's really hard to say.
1: Yeah, no, it could uh, erode a lot of that growth that we were hoping to still achieve, even in light of, of the tax reform. So we'll definitely be keeping an eye on, on housing affordability, because like you said, some places are in the teens, right, where yeah, right. more than 90% of folks can can no longer afford to live there, and that's a A very scary number especially when we're in the low 50 percent range for home ownership this is gonna be bad for our economy it's gonna be bad obviously for realtors Um, but uh, this is something that's gonna affect everyone who who lives in California even if you already own a home right because a lot of us have kids and we're gonna have to go to Austin Texas or something or Boise Idaho um, to visit the grandkids because no one's gonna be able to afford to live here anymore
0: Yeah, and, um, of course, for those homeowners, it affects them on the seller side as well. This is one thing that we're also concerned, you know, the supply constraint. Um, So we'll keep you guys posted. Uh, Again, next week we will have our first month uh, press release. We'll get a chance to see how people react to some of the uh, interest rate movement.
1: Yep, and also maybe some of the preliminary insights on what we're seeing from tax reform and the top end of the market especially. So those are things to, to watch, and hopefully the dust will have settled in the financial markets by then. That's uh, uh, hard to say. I'm not betting on that. <laughs> I'm keeping my money under my mattress for the next <laughs> month or two and uh, and wait to see what happens, but uh, as new developments occur, we'll obviously keep you posted and until... Until then, we'll keep our eye
0: on the housing market. Thank you very much again for tuning in, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye.